0: views of the host are his own and should not be viewed as those of any business, corporation, or government entity.
1: Hello and welcome to the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast brought to you by AWS Energy. I'm your host, Joe Battier This is the show where we bring you low-carbon, high-energy stories from the people solving the energy challenges of modern life. If you well you wouldn't have noticed yet because this is the recording but i am on the show by myself today it is a crazy holiday season right now we are recording and cop 28 is starting so there is just so much going on so many people are flying all over the world and and you know sometimes scheduling can be difficult so here I am recording by myself. I, I do like recording by myself every once in a while where I get to just sit here and talk and say things that I usually don't have the time to say on a podcast or don't see or know how or where to release all of that that grand knowledge and and my opinions out there to the world. So here I am talking to you right now this show is going to be kind of a catch-all a little bit of a holiday episode well not a holiday episode just a a episode right now as i talk through the things that i have not been able to find a place for and the things that i have not had a chance to say to you all that first part being an interesting news article that I found very interesting that I'm excited about and I keep talking about to to random people. What that is, is Unilever to share reformulation patents with ice cream industry to tackle freezer emissions. What is that? Why am I talking about it? So you may have seen this. It is a press release that Unilever had it go out it was earlier this month and it did make its way around LinkedIn what they are saying is essentially they have they have made reformulations on ice cream and those reformulations make it so that ice cream products can remain stable ie frozen at warmer freezer temperatures those temperatures now they're they're their freezers can be at a negative 12 degrees Celsius. I think the, the uh, conversion there is is uh, um, 10 degrees Fahrenheit, and that is up from what the current industry standard is of negative 18 degrees Celsius or zero degrees Fahrenheit. And why is that important? That is important because that increase in temperature makes it so that the the freezers can use less energy, and so that the that you still get the the same quality of product. This is this is exciting on multiple fronts. One, I think it's exciting that Unilever is is recognizing. Where they have these larger emissions, that being their freezers and their specifically their ice cream, their ice cream supply chain and their ice cream sales, so they see that as an opportunity to decarbonize and reduce emissions. So they have input financial financial um, catalysts. They have they have funded R and D. To change their recipes so that their ice cream can stay stay solid at lower temperatures. Really higher temperatures. And so this, this article says or this press release says that, that that difference increasing the temperature by those 10 degrees Fahrenheit, that has an impact of reducing energy use and consumption by a about 25% per freezer cabinet. So that's really exciting. Reduced energy usage, reduced overall costs then to be keeping that ice cream safe. And now the the big exciting part is that these are being granted in a free non-exclusive licensing to the entire ice cream sector. That is i think a a showing and maybe i'm maybe i'm looking this with rosy colored glasses but that is a showing of a a societal commitment to decarbonization unilever has developed this new formulation and now they're saying this is better for everybody including us this is better that everybody can have these these formulations remake their ice cream so that we can all decrease the amount of cooling necessary. I just think that's really cool. And I I would like to get them on the podcast, talk about this. Maybe there's something interesting there, but I think the overall point that I'm trying to make by talking about this is that there are there are things that are being developed worldwide these very specific types of solutions, like changing the recipe of ice cream. And there are opportunities to share that with others that will then ultimately help everybody. Is this going to hurt Unilever by sharing these? I don't see how it could. When I thought about this and asked myself, why would they do this? Well, if they have a freezer that they don't only have their products in, if there are products in there that are from a different company, then that freezer is going to be at 18 degrees Celsius. So it doesn't benefit the, basically, it won't benefit the last mile the grocery stores unless everybody in that freezer cabinet can have their ice cream at 12 degrees celsius which then ultimately means unilever doesn't benefit from their from their inputs there in a scope three kind of sense so by giving this to everybody now everybody has that opportunity to essentially decrease their emissions decrease their electricity usage and make the ice cream industry better for everybody. So this is just one way that ice cream, which is such a delicious, integral part of my daily routine, how I can feel a little bit better about eating it. So that's the only news article I was actually going to talk about today. There's a lot of interesting news articles, but that one I found particularly interesting, and I don't get to talk about ones like this enough and how it relates. So here I am talking to you about it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Now the next thing that I don't get to talk about, that you get to hear about, are the books that I've been reading. Not all the time do I read books, but lately I've been listening to audiobooks. So I do a lot of podcasting, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I just recently got into audiobooks, mostly because audiobooks are are essentially long-form podcasts to me. So it's the best of both worlds. You get to listen to the book. You get to listen to it at two speed, which makes it half the time. And, And then I can also do that while doing things like driving or while doing dishes or while doing yard work. I can't exactly read while doing that. So I've really found a, a, a valuable niche there of audiobooks. And, and those are replacing some of the podcasts I listen to, but it ultimately is better because now I've, I've actually been able to read. I, I set a goal of 12 books per year. And this year, I think I may have come close to actually doing that and that is only because of audiobooks. I I can listen to one in 10 hours, as opposed to what would end up taking me probably two months to read. So, audiobooks is the first thing. Hot tip. But the, the three that I wanted to highlight here, that I've read most recently, and I... I'm going to go through them one by one. I've read um, The 48 Laws of Power and The 50th Law, both by Robert Greene, The 50th Law in, in um, With 50 Cent, if you've heard of them, and then also Never Split the Difference. So let's start with Never Split the Difference. This one is about negotiations it is coming from somebody who did negotiations for law enforcement, Chris Voss. This was a book recommendation by the geopolitics podcast host, Jordan Driscoll. He so the, he being Chris Voss, writes this book, based on his experience of real life negotiating and real life negotiating in 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 high tense high stress life or death situations hostage negotiations i think it is a a great fascinating book that really all of us should read i one of the things that i've i've been told recently about sales specifically is the idea that the customer is getting is the winner when you are selling something to a customer because that thing that you're selling them should ultimately be producing more value for them than what you're selling it for in that way you win because you are getting a sale and the customer wins because they are getting something of greater value than what they paid for it what that means we could go on a whole tangent about that but working with that definition we can go into the idea of negotiations and sales because really negotiations are are just closing a deal, closing a sale. And then start talking about the idea of never splitting the difference and and what this book's about, it's all about those negotiations and and really understanding that if you're selling something, if you're negotiating some type of deal, the the when you do that, Ultimately, we all kind of go to a very, very fight or flight kind of state. We go into a a reactionary state, and what we're talking about, and that's why his training as a hostage negotiator, where it truly is a life or death situation, that's why this book has all of these really great ideas on. How do you actually negotiate based on human interactions and the way that humans are going to be, the way that humans are going to react in any of these high stress situations? Now negotiations aren't necessarily always high stress and deal making really shouldn't be. Sales should not be high stress but ultimately that is kind of the the underlying subconscious component that ultimately has to that ultimately is gotten to at some point in every single kind of sales conversation so i think it's really good because it it helped me understand that what i am doing i need to have a good why behind it why am i doing what i do why have i been in geothermal for almost 15 years that's the the why there is because i i see geothermal as the foundation for the future of energy in order to have a low carbon decarbonized low emission society geothermal really should be a part of nearly every single component and and that is why I continue to push geothermal forward. That's why I talk about it as often as I can. And with that in mind, do I ever want to, in any type of negotiation, give something up? Well, I think that is where this book comes in with Chris Voss and his his writing is, what are you willing to give up to get this deal to move forward. What is more important? If it's if you close the deal, you save lives versus not closing the deal and people die, that is a that becomes a very important situation. And the idea of never splitting the difference, well, if you're in a life or death situation, you've got four hostages, like okay, well you keep two and we'll take two. You can't really split that. It's an all or nothing. You want all four hostages to come out safely. So, that's my first book recommendation. I think Never Split the Difference was a great book. If you are looking for holiday gift guide ideas and you don't know what to get people, I think that's a really good one that would benefit everybody. It has some really great stories in it and also some life lessons because one thing that we all don't like to think about but it is a true statement that every single conversation every single time you are having an argument or disagreement or buying something or selling something all of those are sales all of those are negotiations so we're all constantly our own negotiators and in order to do that in a better way, and in order to do that in a really in a more loving way, and a more more um, concerted or intentional way, we should look at, and you should go ahead and read Never Split the Difference. Now the other two books that I've read and I want to comment on, The Forty-Eight Laws of Power, and The Fiftieth Law of Power. Both of these, again, written by Robert Greene, The 50th Law with 50 Cent. I'll start with the 48 Laws of Power. This book was was talking about breaking down to what it means, how it means to get and retain power, and broke that down into 48 Laws. There was an obvious and heavy emphasis on that gaining and retaining power. And doing it in a very in a very obvious or almost almost um, controlling way. Most of the examples from that book come from earlier times in history, and specifically from either dictators or kings or generals who who were out there conquering lands and and taking over areas. Taking over those those new areas is how they were gaining power and gaining notoriety. Now, while there are some interesting things in there, I felt like the book was very cold. It was very much a win-at-all-costs kind of mentality. That's what I felt like. And I feel like that is not where we need to be today. When it comes to power and really even looking back at something like never split the difference and negotiations, we should be looking at win-win opportunities. We should be wanting everybody to walk away from conversations and walk away from, from any type of interaction as everybody feeling like they have won and like they have gained something from that. So this idea of the 48 laws of power and everything in there, I actually, frankly, I felt kind of dirty after reading it because I was like, yeah, this all makes sense. But how many bridges are you burning or how many how many enemies are you making by following through these 48 laws and building this power? It, it just, it didn't feel like we need that anymore. I don't know if that that methodology of building power is is the way to gain. I don't know if it's a way to gain power in these days. But on the flip side, the 50th Law of Power, the book written with 50 Cent. I really liked that one. I think it, it was fascinating to read that and see his story 50s story from growing up in a in a in a low socioeconomic status and dealing with with crack cocaine and dealing with a the challenges of having a a broken home and growing up without without parents in a basically in in a i i mean i i'm at law at a loss of words on how to explain it but it just like he grew up uh in the wrong part of town essentially and grew up on the streets had to build himself up from nothing and now he he has done that and has a has a successful business career. So I think it was interesting again hearing his his true life stories that we can all see and see him going from from nothing and in an area where where it's very hard to get out of up through being a business mogul. It is a it's a fascinating story and seeing how he was applying the 48 laws, and then playing on that, the 50th law, seeing how it's done in present day and and seeing his, his applications of that. I think that was fascinating. It was a really, really good book. And I think not just from the fact that it's present day and you can see how it's being applied, but also seeing the, the difference in... In there not being a goal of world domination in terms of taking over X number of countries or taking over the entire continent, but instead seeing how does he apply his skills and his goals and his his abilities to, to something like taking over the music scene or becoming... A worldwide known person with reputation and with with influence. I think that is is more relevant today and definitely has a a feel of application and of it's I already said it, but has relevance to me. I could look at his life and say, oh, this is how I see those and how I could start looking at different things I want to do. What were his goals? What were his dreams? How did he set out a roadmap to accomplish what he wanted? How could I do that? So the 50th law, I would actually highly recommend. The 48th law, I'll put a link in there, but it I really didn't enjoy it. Now, those are the books I've been reading. And if you're looking for things to get people, for the reader in your life, get one of those books. If you don't have somebody who wants to read, but they wanna look fly and look dapper, I always recommend bow ties. Bow ties are the way to go. And if you have noticed, I've got this cute little bow tie on So this one is actually from a friend and colleague in the geothermal industry. They have a a family company called Raw Earth and they make bow ties. They make all sorts of other things. I'll include a link to the bow ties, but I wanted to highlight this for two reasons. One, it looks really cool. Two, it is a clip-on, so anybody can do it. Anybody can get these and put them on. Very simple and actually really easy for me when I'm recording at home. I can just grab a bow tie and clip it on. And the last reason I wanted to highlight is because the energy industry as a whole, I think this, this bow tie, in a way, signifies the connection and the the camaraderie behind the energy industry. I I have I guess I've become known for wearing bow ties and being that guy with one on. And so people recognize me with that. And and I was introduced to this colleague and they had one thing they wanted to say. We didn't talk about geothermal energy at all during that conversation, ironically. But they said, I love that you wear bow ties. I want to send you some bow ties because it is, I think it's cool and I know how much you like them and we just have this bond over bow ties. And she told me the entire story about about why she started making these. These are raw vegan they're they're vegan bow ties. This one is actually cork. And it was just this exciting story. And we were able to connect over that because of bow ties, not because of geothermal energy, but because of the just the 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 connection of of being in the industry and talking about what we do, why we do it, why they started making these bow ties, why I always wear bow ties. And, and then she shared some with me. So raw earth bow ties. If anybody who wants to look fly, if you have any children who need little bows for their hair, or you want to start getting into bow ties, but you don't really know how, this is a super easy way to do it. Super fun way to do it. And, and it, it is just one of those many passion projects that you get to learn about as being part of the energy industry. Uh, I've been rambling for 27 minutes. Who knew I could sit here and talk for so long? I think I am going to end it there. I've got a lot of great shows coming up. A lot of really interesting people, a lot of really interesting stuff. I am excited to share those with you. If you want me to come host a podcast at your, at your work establishment or for a conference or anything coming up, feel free to reach out. I think those are some of, the, some of the more enjoyable podcasts. If you've got something that you want to talk about, feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn or via email. That email address is joe.batir at OGGN.com. And with that, I am going to close out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast. If you are enjoying the show, share with a friend and leave a review telling me what you're enjoying most or what you would like to hear more of. And if you want more news and energy-related stories, we do have all sorts of energy-related podcasts on OGGN. You can find them by connecting with us on LinkedIn or visiting the website. Remember, there is always a way for you to get stickers from us. Go to my show notes, click on that one-question survey link, fill it out, and we'll send you some stickers. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, corrections, or have a story that you would like to share, send me an email. I've already given you that email. If you don't use email, I am on LinkedIn. I would hope you know that by now, but if not, I am there. So go find me on LinkedIn. Until next time, remember to keep it low carbon and high energy.
0: Join us again next week for another low carbon, high energy story on the Energy Transition Solutions Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.